Hi, welcome to Sustain Talks. Today I am delighted to be joined by Paul Hendrick, also known as the Bee Guy. Paul is the founder of the Bee Sanctuary of Ireland. Um, I have a bit of a, an affinity for bees and so when I came across a video that had been shared I reached out to Paul to find out more and then once we spoke, I knew how important it was to share their story. And I'm I'm delighted to have you here, Paul. How are you? Hi, Sam. Thanks a million. Yep, we're, we're great today. It's a bit, it's a bit, bit wet and miserable here. It's, it's, uh, we're not having great weather at the moment, but it, it, it's, it gives us the opportunity to do stuff like this, which is great. Yeah. So thanks for having us. Oh, you're more than welcome. Um, like, let's start. How did it all start for you? Um, it was it was accidental, I suppose. Um, um, we we purchased a small farm um, in it's south west Wicklow, which is about an hour from Dublin in Ireland. It's up and it, it it looks back over the, the Wicklow Hills, and we purchased it over a decade ago, about eleven years ago. Um, we had we we were we were basically we were opting out at the time. We we kind of sold up, and we were it was during the. Um, the, the the recession and we 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 uh we'd we'd sold up and we were heading off to France to 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 live the good life to go off to the countryside and open up a sheet business and just disappear with with, with we had uh, two kids at the time young kids and that that was what we just wanted to get out and, and do it and we while we were organising that we stumbled across this this farm that was for sale and um, now my I don't come from uh, from an agriculture background my wife did and um. We fell in love with it. Um, it, it kind of just called to us. That's the only way I'd put it. Um, it was it was down a, a kind of a half a mile lane that was that you could barely get down in a car. There was no road frontage on it. But it, when you when you got down to this lane, that was kind of trees coming at you from either side, and opened up into this this just this wonderful space. And I think from the first time we walked onto it, we felt it was, I suppose, peaceful, a sanctuary. There was something special about it. Um, the 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 old farmhouse had been kind of let go. It was still still there and still like doable. But it was it was and uh, but it. it the place had been it, 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 an old uh, farmer had had owned it and he'd passed away and he didn't have any 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 um, kids to leave it to. So he left it to his nephew, who then sold it on to these three brothers who ironically had set the place up for hunting. And they they did kind of expanded ponds on a wetland area and they they put in a pheasant pen. So they were they were setting it up for to have people down from the from the big city, I suppose, to to um at the weekend to shoot pheasant and shoot ducks. But because they'd done this, they'd kind of created these the, the, the fields were still kind of set out and productive from an agricultural point of view. But um they'd created these mad wild spaces. There was a there was a twelve acre wetland that they developed ponds on and they planted trees around for cover and stuff like that so we walked on they were they were selling it had been on the market for a while and ironically people didn't want it our other farmers didn't want it because there was so much wild and so much unproductive or uh, land that, that that wouldn't be of value to them whereas we saw the value in what they didn't see value in it was it was the, the, the biodiversity the nature the the potential and um we just fell in love with it and we, we tried to resist for for i think about a year or so we kind of used we'd, we'd sneak up and we'd have picnics on it and we'd look around and because it was, wasn't there wasn't anyone living on it and it just kept calling to us and we were kind of i suppose we, we were we were we were getting on the boat to france and i said listen we'll, we'll we'll throw an offer in and we'll just see and it happened and there was there was different things that went on but um we ended up with it. So we ended up with this 55 acre farm, which is the size of 31 football pitches for anyone who doesn't have an idea of of, 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 of acreage. And we, we we just we had to figure out what we were going to do with it. Like we'd we'd bought it to kind of protect us because it called to us, and then we had to figure out what we were going to do with it. So um I, I won't keep I will tend to keep talking, but I I'll, I'll no, try and no, keep no, it as as, as as quick as possible because we'll be here for five hours if I if I really tell the story. Um 
so so basically we we I went down the route we went down the route we went organic fairly fairly quickly we the first the first year we left the, the fields rented out and we were standing there with the kids and watching them coming in spraying the crops and and they were taking um silage three four cuts of silage off the ground so they were just they were they were really just destroying the soil destroying the, what 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 needs to be there the way the way they were going about it and we kind of said this is wrong so we went organic and then i went off and did horticultural courses and we were then we went vegan organic which is one step beyond which is we don't we don't keep any stock we don't use any animal inputs and it's just really clean and really pure and nothing gets harmed on the place and we, we were we were setting up to as a um a a salad a vegan salad business we were going we were going to grow salad lettuce leaves stuff like that in a vegan way and sell them to vegan restaurants that, that was the plan and i think it was it was 2017 we put about an acre and a half crops in in, in the ground went off on the first holiday we'd had in five years because we'd put everything into this place getting it getting it um established and we came back a week later and the deer had been in the rabbits and they'd literally taken everything out of the ground that we had in the ground because we we, we left oh, stupidly i suppose we, we left we left it untended we thought we'd sneak away for a week and we didn't have to water or anything like that so it'd be okay we came back it was gone so i found myself sitting in a field with september 2017 um wondering what the hell i was going to do with the place if i'm honest about it like we, we would have had to put a deer fence up around the whole place which was like prohibitively expensive there's no way we could afford it um and I sat there and as I sat there, I was sitting in a field of clover and there was bees buzzing around me. And we we kind of had this notion or we knew that bees were in trouble. And I was kind of sitting there going, and it's just, I was, I, the more I, I kind of did, in the, in the, I suppose in that peaceful kind of thoughtful moment, I, I kind of, the, the, the noise, the noise of the bees got louder. I looked around me and I just saw bees hopping off all the clover and I went, bees are in trouble. How come we've got so many? What's, what's going on there? So I had this kind of eureka moment. I don't know where it came from. I went to walk back into my wife, Claire Ruiz in the kitchen and said, well, we turned the place into a bee sanctuary. And she looked at me, didn't kick me out, which was a good start. And that was it. We were, we, from that day, we, we we decided we'd be a bee sanctuary. Right. So um, it wasn't it wasn't a case of, okay, we're going to be a bee sanctuary. Now, where do we go to get advice on this? Because it hasn't been done before. We're, 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 we're the only native wild bee sanctuary on the planet. Um, I kind of... Um, we don't see ourselves as we never saw ourselves as environmentalists or activists. Um, we're just an ordinary family. We're just six of us now, four kids, and um, we're we're um, we're concerned about the future. And we do. We just it was kind of the way I put it. There's, there's eight. There's eight eight billion people on on the planet, and we're the only six with a bee sanctuary, which is kind of mad. You know, we can we're we're known at this stage. I'll get into it later, but we're known for being a little bit disruptive. And that's good in, in, in the climate we're in at the moment um, and what's going on in the world. We need people that think they're going to be a little bit disruptive, but we're disruptive in a kind of a, I'd say, an, elo an eloquent way. We're, 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 um, we're just trying to do the right thing. And that, that's, that's, that's what we're, we're what trying to do. So I'll, I'll get back to If you want to ask me a question, I'm not sure. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. So I, I think it's important. Like the reason that I like sharing these videos is um educational and i think it's important for people to understand what bees do and why they're so good for the environment you know i talk a lot about sustainability in my podcast and i think it'd be really good for you to share a bit more about why bees are good for the environment um, and also you mentioned that they're in danger um like why and, and how bad that is so so if you could answer that that'd be great Yep, yep. Um, I, I tend to tend to talk about ourselves and then then forget to talk about the bees. But basically, the reason we are a bee sanctuary is bees are in trouble. Um, our our 
insects in general, nature in general is in, in serious trouble. It's it, the way I put it, she's on her knees. And if nature's on her knees, we're on our knees too, whether we realize it or not as, 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 as a species. Um, over here in Ireland, we have 102 species of bee and one third of them are endangered. I think the, the, the figures were wider around 40%. Um, I know there was a study came out of Germany um, back a couple of years ago, and they they, they looked at um, flying insects in general. Um, and these were on nature reserves over a 20, I think it was a 29 year period. And there was a loss of flying insects, a loss of 76% by mass. So basically, and these were on nature reserves. So so our, our insect populations are, are, in, are in trouble, our bees are in trouble. Um, it, it being like a trot out figures here, one after the other, that's what people tend to do. But we don't have to prove it anymore. We don't have to like it, it's kind of this. There's no argument about it. We are in trouble. Insects are in trouble. Bees are in trouble. So what what we kind of say is like, well, what are we going to do about it? Um, people tend to think as well. That's one thing we have to we had to kind of be upfront about. We're not a honeybee farm, and um, that's that's what makes us the only true native wild bee sanctuary on the planet. This is about there, there, there's there's basically three types of bees. There's your bumblebees, there's honeybees, and then your solitary bees. And people know honeybees. That's that's what they know. That's what that's what if you say bee to anyone, they usually think the guys in the white suits with the little smoke things and they're going in, taking the hives out and taking the honey. And and that's that's great. That's that's fine. That's that's what some bees are, but not all bees. I mean, there's only there's, in Ireland we've only one species of honeybee. We you know, so there's 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 21 bumblebees and the rest are solitary bees. So I think worldwide we have 20,000 bee species and 90% of them are solitary bees. People don't understand this. And what they do, what this leads to is, and we're very passionate about it, is a misunderstanding on how we can help bees. Honeybees aren't in trouble. There, I think um, I, I, I don't know who it was said recently. Um, there's never been more honeybees on the planet in in the history of the planet than there are there are there are now. Um, they do have there there are issues with them and there's disease and stuff like that. But they're a kept species. They're a farm species. Yeah. So when people hear um, oh the bees are in trouble and what they'll do is, I want to help, which is great, right? And people are becoming more aware of it. What they do is I'll go out and get a honeybee hive and I'll put it in my back garden. And I'm helping the bees, and that's like uh, that's like hearing uh, wild birds in trouble and saying I'm going to put some chickens in my back 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 garden. It, it's not relevant, you know what I mean, from that point of view. And it, there is there is a point where when people get involved with with honeybees, they they kind of get more tuned into nature and and they're, they're more connected to it, and that's great. But it, it it as a solution for what's happening to our native wild bees, it isn't a solution. It can actually be part of the problem because when you when you have uh, if you put a honeybee hive into a location. Um, you can have a healthy hive can have sixty thousand bees or more. Um, I'd say an average hive could have thirty thousand bees, and if 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 even some of them are, are foraging all summer, each bee could visit make a thousand flower visits a day. So if you multiply that by twenty thousand bees out foraging every day, that's a lot of extra flower visits in that area. And what's happening is our flower resources and our forage that the bees require are diminishing. So we and then people are bring possibly bringing in a hive of. 30,000, 40,000 bees into that area. So it actually is part of the problem. Yeah. And then it, it moving the hives around and cause disease. And we're not anti-beekeeping. And we know it's been done for thousands of years. And, and it's, it, you know, it, it's a hobby. And But it is an extractive hobby. It, it takes takes from from the, spe- from the creature. And again, we like we have a lot of um, um, beekeepers that follow us and they, they support us, the support of what we do. But we have to be honest about it. And that comes down with a lot of the time too when businesses hear what's, what's going on, they want to get involved. What they'll do is they'll, they'll there'll be someone that'll say we'll put some hives on the roof of the business or in your on your business premises, and we go that's great and it's nice and the 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 the, the employees or the staff will come out and they'll they'll be interested in it, but it's not the solution and we we have we have to we're at a stage now where we have to look at real solutions and um so that that's 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 basically the overall on uh, uh, what's happening with bees now and bees I mean they they 
they pollinate most of our flowers. They they they're, they're responsible for a huge amount of what we eat. Um, if you like apples, you need bees. I mean, we, we have a situation, I, I think it's the usual one that's trotted out, but in China, they're, they're climbing up trees with little brushes to, to pollinate the apples because the bees, there's no bee, there aren't any bees. Yeah. So it's that, that's that's what we're looking at. And um, what we do here on the sanctuary, I think, which is a little bit different one is um, we kind of, we've, we have the sanctuary here, which which kind of represents, it kind of, it's, 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 it's we, we took a farm said right we're, we're drawing a line in the in the depleted soil and we're, we're saying no no we're, we're giving this back to nature and we're gonna we're gonna make a stand and we kind of see it as kind of i suppose it's kind of like a camelot for 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 nature for bees it's kind of it's somewhere pure and good that is is on the side of bees and is that is to is there to advocate for bees and nothing else you know i mean because we have bees and because we do the right thing for bees we also have uh, so much more on 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 the bee sanctuary now. I mean, we we've we've woodpeckers here that are that are that are only established in Ireland over the last 10, 15 years, and we just put a, a barn owl box up um, on the first of March actually, and this is a red listed species. And within seven days there was activity in it, which is which is very very quick. And we're we're there hoping to nest in it, but that's that's because of what we do. So so we kind of we make this. We make this claim here that if we if if we want to save, I don't say save the planet because the planet will always be here. If we want to save our ability to live on the planet and to exist on the planet, and we want to save the future, our our future, save bees. And that's a big claim. People go, oh, what would we like save bees. But if we do what needs to be done to save bees on a personal, business, um, international level, we'd save the planet. Yeah, but you're not a charity, right? And no, we're we're uh, we're not for profit. We're a social enterprise. And um, we 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 went down. It's only myself, my wife, and my son helps out some sometimes, and the, the younger younger ones went around the place. But um, we 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 didn't want to go down the the charity route necessarily because there seems to be so many charities out there, especially in Ireland anyway. And it's not it's not it makes it makes it kind of slow and. You've got a board of management that you've got to kind of check things by and you've got to be very careful. And we're very vocal about what we say and we're very outright and blunt and not not in a kind of like a, in, a, in, a, in a way that we have to be because to get to, to get the message across, because um, there's so many mixed messages and wrong messages going out there. And there's so many there's other people that are, are, are in this country anyway that are, are supposedly saving bees and they're they're good people, but they haven't got the the kahunas to go where. They need to go with it. If I, if I, if I may, like they, they, they don't, they won't like if, an example. I'll give you really quickly is, um, and this is from the UK, but it, 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 it works over here too. Um, we came across a study five years ago whereby, when people are going into their garden center or their DIY center or their, 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 their um chain store to buy plants for the garden that are even marked bee friendly, most of the time those plants are actually possibly bad for bees they're bad for the soil they're bad for the environment because they're pre-treated with a, with a cocktail of chemicals and this isn't known it's known within the industry but it's not known outside the industry and even like the, the, the plants that are labeled friendly for bees will have these chemicals on them and we we came across a study from an academic in the uk he's a really good guy and we saw this and went okay we need to tell people this we need to let people know and there's another there's another bee advocacy in ireland and they're kind of the official the official one and they were they were sitting on this. They wouldn't say it. And we'd pull. We'd be at stuff for the be at, and we'd stand up. And they'd be talking. We say, listen, we need to tell people about this. They couldn't get rid of us quick enough. To, couldn't shut us up quick enough. And we we couldn't understand this because what we found when we said it to people is, they'd go, oh my god, I didn't realize that. Where can I get my plants? Or where? What can I do? And we say, source organic plants. Go and ask questions. Go in and demand better. In in, in go into your. DIY your your supermarket and when you're buying plus say listen are these ask the questions are these treated with chemicals and they'll the response you get is we don't know 
that's, that's what you'll get. And then you have to say, well, could you find out for me? And they'll go back. Yeah, they possibly are. It happens in garden centres too. And eventually after a few questions, they'll admit, yeah, we, we mightn't treat them here ourselves, but they're probably treated before they come in. And people don't notice. And we we couldn't understand why people wouldn't be told this. And again, we're not trying to bring down the 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 the, 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 the flower growing the flower growing industry. What we're trying to do is improve it so that it's it's viable going forward and it's just doing the right thing. Because people I know myself, if I was if I had a small garden and I went out and said, listen, I'm going to do something for the bees and I'll go out and I'll go to the garden centre and I'll spend a hundred pounds or a hundred euro on, on flowers with the kids and I started bringing them back and plant them. And then I found it after that this wasn't good for the soil. This wasn't possibly what we should have done. I'd go, oh, I've done it. I'm, I'm not going to do it again. That's what people think. I've made the effort. I got it wrong. So why not get it right in the first instance? That's what we say. Why not inform people? Because people, I suppose it depends on who informs when and what tone you use as well. We find, we just talk to people to go, oh my God, what can we do? And yeah. we tell them to go tax a million, they go and do it. And it's as simple as that. And we don't understand that that reticence or that fear of doing that from dealers. And that 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 sitting on knowledge we know that that needs to, that we need to to act on to make the place better. Yeah. And the way I see it is you're a um you're a nature-based solution, right? And if you can get people to um grow wildflowers in the same way that you do and spread the word, then you know, it's going to be, I know a lot of businesses actually are looking for ways to support nature-based solutions. You you work with businesses, right? They can support you as a nature-based solution, right? We do, yeah. We, like, we've like we tried to keep what we do here very clean and very pure. And um, we obviously we need to be here though. And we, we need we need an income to, to, um, to make sure we can be here and be as impactful as we can. And um, we have, um, we had a, a quite a large company came on board with us last year and um, they've committed to three years. Um, Clarence, they're the the um skincare and um beauty business, their international business, and which is great, great to get that that I suppose not validation, but the fact that a business that size will look at us and go because we're only very small. Yeah. Um, I what I say is small but mighty. Where 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 we we um we 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 um we, because of um due to um social media. Like we wouldn't have a marketing budget here, but we 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 genu- genuinely we will put a post up on social media, and we have we have people follow us from like Kula Fancy's name of our local town from Colombia, literally to Kula Fancy from New York to Nigeria, literally from Tasmania to Tokyo. People follow us, watch us, they take on board what we say, and they they, they interact with us, which is amazing. Like for from considering like it's kind of like we're the little farm that could, you know, that that kind of way, kind of field of dreams that it, it really really works and. People love what we do. Um, um, we kind of we try to bring a little bit of humor into it. Um, it's a very serious, dark subject. If we're honest about it, like the the loss of nature, the loss of bees, the loss of birds. But what we kind of say, we we gotta we gotta inspire people to want to do something. We 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 see a lot of um, a lot of environmentalists and NGOs, and their messaging is so dour and so boring if i'm honest about it we we, we sit on these webinars where we're, we're listening to like that's where covid was kind of good for us because we're kind of we don't like leaving the sanctuary to be honest with you we're happy here we do go up and we will do talks and business and stuff like that but like we, we want to get back and but um we, we 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 because of covid a lot of stuff went online and a lot of a lot of these meetings environmental meetings and stuff like that from the ngos went online so we were able to sit in and watch and and interact and i'd be sitting there with claire ways we'd be listening to it and at the end of it someone would go that was so inspiring and we'd kind of look at one and go were we were we on the same webinar well like what there wasn't much inspiring about it you know it was kind of someone reading off a powerpoint which my attitude that is i can read myself i don't need you to read it to me embellish it excite me inspire me make me want to go and do something and there's very little of that around we find very very which is which is which is worrying and astounding i mean, I mean there's, there's lots of money does go into this sector but it, it kind of tends to get 
chewed up by the the usual suspects i think and um a lot of it a lot of it's um it, 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 we we need someone to shake it up a little bit like we our messaging is always we kind of bring a bit of rock and roll to it and we're we're not we're not we're not no spring chickens here like we're we're, we're, we're but we 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 think we need you need you need to excite people. You get a very you've got you've got people for they have a very short attention span nowadays, and we need we need to, while they're looking you need to grab them that they want to look and they want to do something. You need to you need to inspire them to do something. And that's what we do here. Yeah, and, but the thing about you guys is you know you're truly authentic, and I would imagine that's why an organisation like Clarins would see you and want to support you and it's something that's close to home and I think people are starting to realize that that they're looking for nature-based solutions that mm. are you know closer to where they are somewhere that they can go they can see they haven't got to fly across the other side of the world to see it they know it's doing good they know it comes from the heart and I I think that that's why you know when I first saw the video and when I first spoke to you I was like you're doing this out of you're really trying to do something good you know it's not like you're you're making money out of this you you really are just doing good otherwise you'd, you'd be it'd be a honeybee farm you know oh yeah um, yeah it, it's like i say we, we, we we're only talking about it recently and like we we work this 24 7 365 like i'll be up at three o'clock in the morning on social media doing something we're up in the we like we have to we were run the fit the physical sanctuary as well which there's maintain maintenance on that there's looking after it and then we're on we're, we're online so we we literally were we we live this um and if if we were to put this much effort into another business we'd we'd be we'd be fairly well off to be honest with you but again we, because of what we came across when we went looked into the sector and went looking for help because we didn't know about bees and we had to go and learn about them and the real response we got was like oh we really have to do something here because there's no one really doing it here. There's no one really. So yeah, we like I say, as as regards to nature based solution, it, uh, well, I was only having that conversation with Clarence recently. Um, there's so many people putting in planting trees all over the over the planet, and I think it's starting to come out now a little bit that it, and that we should plant trees, and it's great. Yeah. First of all, what, what I would say there is, first of all, first we should protect the trees we have. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll, I'll see people like they're in a school and they're, they're planting 20 trees or something and they're going out and as they're walking down the road there's someone there cutting down the mature trees because they're overhanging a road or they're overhanging cars or they're, 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 they're uh, the insurance industry have decided that they're a danger, which they're not, right? And those trees they're planting are not going to have the same effect as those mature trees for 30, 40, 50 years. And they missed that point. And also a lot of the trees that are going in, they're going in the wrong places. And um, there's there's local people in countries that are getting paid a pittance to do this while the money being made on the other side. They're being used for carbon offsets. So we kind of looked at that very early on and our attitude that no, we don't do carbon offsetting. And what we want, if, if companies come on board with us, it's got to be real. And Clarence has been really good like that um, with us. Um, because one of the things that, that, like I said before about honeybees, people think bees are about honeybees. And if, if companies kind of want to do some, I'll stick a picture of a honeybee up or an American bee, it's nothing got to do with UK bee. And we just go, no. And we said that to Clarence from the start, if you're going to get involved with us, we'll make sure it's squeaky clean, that it, it, it's true. It, 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 like it is, the, the, the credentials are great, are, 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 are bulletproof on it. And what they do with us is they, they run, they run, we're very proactive with it. We don't just sit back and say, thanks, thanks for the, thanks for the sponsorship and we're going to do something. We're, we're proactive trying to do stuff with them. We, and they have, we've seen them learn from, from us in, our, in Ireland anyway, they've, they've learned from, from our messaging. And they say, they won't put up a, pre, a press release or they won't put up an article without running it through us first to make sure that it's, it's true and it's real. I think that's what has to be done. There's, there's, there's lots of people taking money off businesses 
and they're going and doing good stuff with it but it's not we we want the business to interact we want to we want to have an effect on that business we just don't want to take money and say thanks a million we'll put a press release out you put a press release out we'll we'll both go our own ways we want to actually work with that company and work with that business to make sure that they're they're learning they're doing the right thing and i think we we, we try and push um csr into a space whereby we say do it because it's good not because you're getting something back from it because what will happen in the future is when future generations are i think even sooner 10 years down the line when we look back the ones that go that little bit extra with the likes of us and do it for real and not for offsetting and not for for just just a, a press release the one that really do it and, and push that it will look really good they'll they'll they they'll mean they're, they're but they're future proofing their business by doing it i mean when it comes down to it if we don't save nature there's no profits Oh, absolutely. You know, and it, 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 it's a very obvious statement. What people tend to miss it. They kind of go, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. And nature gets pushed to the bottom. It's because there, there's 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 a recession or there's a run on the bank. You know, the usual, there's, there's something going on. And, oh, we get to that again. And this is slipping away underneath mm-hmm. every single minute. And yeah. we need to hold that. And we need, we need people that are going to stand up and say, listen, this is what's happening. You mightn't like to hear it. And that's why I had. I was on a, um, I was doing a radio interview on, on a Friday and one of the topics I was taught was bravery, because what we have is we have so many people in positions of leadership and so few leaders. Mm. And there's a difference. There's a huge difference. Um, tones, the tone in the company, the tone in the organization is set from the top. And we need to get the right people at the top. That, and we need to get to the people at the top and talk to them like, and get them to understand what's actually going on so then they can influence yeah, the people, the people that 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 report into them that 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 they're they're responsible for, and that's what we need to do. And we we like we hear what we do is we we don't go to environmental meetings. We like we 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 see it and we know what's going on. We like talk to PR people. We like talking to marketing people. We like talk because they're the people that can influence. Yeah. And we spend a lot of our time trying to talk to people from from that from that that industry, and they can make a huge difference. So so. Yeah, we're 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 open for business as regards people coming in, and what we, we kind of we we almost put a challenge up, say, listen, come on and see if you're clean enough for us, see if you can work with us, because if you are, you'll be doing some good. Yeah, and you know, look, it's why I wanted to share your story. I can clearly see that you're doing good, and you know, I wanted to support you by sharing your story. Um, how can uh, people get in contact with you? Um, what what your website address is? And we we've two we've two websites. We've a website um it's the beesanctuaryofireland.com and then we have a second one we just launched a couple of weeks ago called savingbees.ie and it's basically a, a slimmed down version of the other one, a quick version, because we've had the other one has all the beautiful pictures and it has the information on bees. This this the shorter ones let you can get in, get out and see what we're about. And if you want to help us out or you want to get involved, it it, it gives you the, the details on it. So um that, that's basically what we're looking at. And I'd say we are we are happy for where we're looking for companies um businesses to come on board with us and and see if we can make a difference and we we know from our point of view we can make that difference but we need the support of of people that can get us out there that can get our message out, out to, to a wider audience um yeah. there's no point in us talking to the same audience we want to talk to people that don't know about bees that like that's why something like clarence was great because it's 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 the beauty industry it, it's it's skincare industry and a lot of people and there's a lot of influences involved stuff like that yeah. that mightn't be as tuned in and then they're seeing clarence with us and we're they're going well we'll take a look at this and that that's what interests us in, in, the, in from that from that point of view yeah well i think you're doing amazing and i hope people do reach out to you i will share this uh far and wide and i i really appreciate your time thanks for genuinely doing what you do and doing something good for nature uh because 
I absolutely see the importance of it. Really appreciate your time, Paul, the big guy. Um, it's really good to talk to you. Have a good day. Thank you. Likewise. Thanks, Sam.